that I enjoyed that song service. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. Praise God. When you love God, you worship no matter what, huh? Amen. Praise God. And so if you'll stand with me today, I have a little bit of a lengthy reading. I'm going to talk to you with the help of the Lord on the subject in his image. Do you realize we are created in the image of the Lord? Amen. Think about that. Of all the things God has made, he made them. But then when he come down to you and I, he said, I'm going to make them in my image. In Genesis 2 and 16, praise God, it said, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the, in the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Praise the Lord. In uh, 3 and 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of the tree in the garden, verse 3. And the serpent said unto the woman, praise God, we shall not short, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know in the day that ye eat that your eyes will be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave unto her husband, and he did eat, and the eyes of them both were opened. And verse 14 says, And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go all the days of thy life. And I'm going to stop there. Praise God. And uh, amen. And so I'm just going to stop there. I had some reading today, but... Um, the reading here is probably not what I'm going to totally get into, so I'm going to stop for time, sir. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Touch, Lord, and to move and to be with me. Help me, dear Lord, as I speak your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? You may be seated. Praise God. God started out in Genesis, and God's creative work is briefly outlined in the first chapter of Genesis. It's just brief. God just briefly talks about it. He doesn't get into depth. He doesn't get into anything else. The Bible's not made for us to know where we come from or why or who God is or to even prove that he is. The Bible is given to us to know how to be saved. And so God, amen, works upon salvation and everything pretty much that happens all the stories that stories all the situations that happened in the bible happened because god wanted us to understand salvation even more praise the lord and so god's creative work is briefly outlined in the first chapter of genesis uh, with only the mention of creation but in genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 and God said, let us make man in our image. And so when God created everything else that existed, he said, let us make man. Now, I want to cover first the fact that there's a lot of people that will uh, take this scripture. And when he speaks of let us make man in our image, they'll take that scripture and they'll try to prove that there are three persons in a Godhead, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
Praise God. Rather than three persons in the Godhead, there are three different uh, aspects of God. As God the Father, he's creator. As God the Son, he robed himself in flesh. Flesh died on Calvary. That's why Jesus said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? The Spirit of God had left him. As the Holy Ghost, he fills us. But it's all by one spirit. It's all by one uh, person, if you can call it a person, who is everywhere, exists all, in all, through all, and above us all. And so when you understand that, then uh, this one scripture that talks about the plurality of God. When I look at this scripture, I kind of happen to think if I'm made in the image of God, amen, then there must be something about me that makes me be like God. And how many times have you stood around and said to yourself, if he says this, I'm going to say this. If they do this, this is what I'm going to do. Praise God. Oh, this is what they're going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Don't we counsel with ourselves? There's many of times I've said, we're going to do that. And everybody around me looks and says, who's we? Well, I was just talking about myself. Praise God. We're going to do that. And then, you know, I had a pretty good thought last night while I was sitting praying about this. Have you ever noticed you've got a dream? Have you ever dreamed? And in your dreams, it comes up. You don't know what's coming. Praise God. You don't realize what you're going to face in your dream, but you're dreaming it. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm scared. And one part of you is just freaked out because the boogeyman's after you. And the other part of you doesn't realize it's a dream. So we are made in the image of God and the fact that we have the ability to counsel with ourselves. We've got the ability to deal with ourselves. We are made in his image. And then if God is made in three different persons, there are some people, I'm so glad that's not the case because I can only stand one of them. Praise God, because I wouldn't be able to handle the other two that they got walking around here. So if we're made in the image of God, amen, then it doesn't talk about a plurality as everywhere. It talks about one. And if God is in three persons, then how do we deal with these scriptures? Isaiah 43 and 11 says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. That's God of the Old Testament. I thought Jesus was our Savior, unless Jesus and God are the same. Isaiah 44 and 6 says, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Isaiah 44 and 8 says, Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. I, uh, verse, uh, verse 5, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. Verse 6, That they may know that the rising of the sun from the west that there is, I'm sorry, from the West, yeah, and that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. And then verse says, verse 8, which is two verses down, says, I am and else, there is none else beside me. Let's go to another book. Hosea 13 and 4 says, Yet I am the Lord, thy God, from the land of Egypt, and thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior besides me. When Moses said, whom shall I say sent me? The Lord looked at him and said, I am that I am. Praise God. Do you realize, amen, that, uh, you know, before 
Adam and Eve had children, they did not use names. I mean, it was Adam and Eve. But Eve wasn't called Eve until she brought forth the firstborn son. And Adam said, her name shall be Eve because she shall be the mother of all living. Names were not important. When you have a God that's the only God, he said, I am that I am. I'm the only God. Praise God. And you might say, Pastor, why are you dealing with this? I'm dealing with this because if you don't understand that your God is so almighty that he's one, and that you don't have to figure out who you're going to go to, whether it be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost for whatever you need, and you understand that there's only one God, and you, you know, it used to bother me to think that a father would look at his son and say to his son, praise the Lord, um, son, hey man, somebody's got to die for us. Why don't you do that? Praise the Lord. I, every one of my boys and then Ethan, when they worked for me, there were situations I said to them, listen, I am not going to put you into that situation. Not because I don't trust you, it's just because I don't trust them. And I'm not going to put you in a situation that I'm not going to go into myself. Praise the Lord. And it would bother me to think that we've got a God. But you see, God said, I am your Savior. I am your Redeemer. I am your God. Praise God. God, and, and the point is that God, we are made in the image of God, and God counsels with himself. He deals, same thing, think about it. The very God in heaven counsels with himself. He talks to himself. He deals with himself, and etc. Ephesians 1 and 11 says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, which is God, who worketh all things to the counsel of his own will. God counsels and works with himself. He looked at all the animals that existed. Praise God. And he said with the animals, he made them, but he did not make them with the ability to reason with themselves. Praise the Lord. They don't have a reasoning. They don't have the ability to reason one with another. Praise God. And so, amen. But with man, we have a reasoning. We need to go to church. You know, they bring animals to church once in a while, and that might be cute. Praise God. Everybody bring your pets to church. Amen. I, you know, but animals don't need God. They don't need salvation. They don't need a relationship with God. Animals don't reason with themselves. They... They, they have to survive, and so they have surviving aspects. That's why, here you go, you ready for this? Didn't expect this till now, but here it goes. If you want a pet, do not get a tagger. Because generally, that tagger's not going to sit around licking his claw saying, I shouldn't have ate him. I feel guilty because he does not have the ability to do that. He's not made in the image of God. Praise God. He doesn't know right from wrong. He just knows I'm hungry and you look good. So if you want learned anything today, don't get your tiger. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. And so, God counsels with himself. We are made in the image of God because we have reasoning. We reason with one another. Do you ever, this is a whole big lesson. I'm going to teach it one day. But we have what they call, amen, um, it's, it's the law, but it's like, I gave you something, you ought to give me something. It's the basic law. And, and you, I gave you that, you ought to give me that. I was kind to you, you ought to be kind to me. It's the basic law. Who wrote the law? Human laws. It's just human laws. And we have it, praise God, within us. And it's just we're born with it because God put that inside of us because we were made in his image. Amen. You know, we never had to learn it from something. It was never really written down. I was kind to them, but they're not kind to me. It's just uh, human law. It's just the law of human nature. That's what it is. It's the law of human nature. And so we, we reason with that. But the Bible says that God... Also in 26 said, he said, let us make man in our image. In verse 27, it says, so God created him, man, in his own image. Now, there's the singular part. God did it all by himself. In the first part, he counseled with himself. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? Let me ask you, self to, let me ask you something today. I've really didn't ever taken a poll. But how many of you ever talk to yourself? I'm watching hands. Come on. There's people in this place that's not raising their hands. Will somebody write their names down? We need to put them in a mental institution. We talk to ourselves, don't we? Praise God. We counsel with ourselves. Uh huh. My biggest problem sometimes is I counsel with myself and nobody else. <laughs> We counsel with ourselves. We talk to ourselves because we're made in his image. Amen. God says, let us make man in our image. Someone says that he's talking about angels. Angels, I don't know if angels has that understanding, but let us make man in our image. And when God created them, he created them in his own image. In the image of God created him, made him female, male. And you know what's amazing in this verse, verse 27, it says at the end, he said, when he talked about male and female, he said he created them, them, that's more than just one. Instead of they, it was them, or them, both of them. Praise God. When God created the animals, amen, he called them into existence. He just spoke them into existence. Praise God. I, I'm going to tell my dog tonight. <laughs> when God created you, he spoke you into existence. But when God created in me, he reached down. Genesis 2 and 7 says, and God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed. That breathe is, uh, you know, breath, word. You know, when you speak, you speak, you breathe, you word. That's what happens on the day of Pentecost when you get the Holy Ghost. You breathe out the tongues. Praise God. You let the Lord speak through you. That's the Holy Ghost speaking through you. He breathed. Oh, I love this idea. He breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. He breathes out of the person getting the Holy Ghost and he becomes a living spirit. Never heard that, but just think about that. 
Just, just got that. Never read that one out of a book. Thank you, Lord. It's great to play in the play mind of the word, in the playground of the word. But anyways, amen. He breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. The Bible tells us. He breathed his nostrils into him. He just called the animal into existence and he come to life. He breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. You see, because animals, they have a spirit which is life and they have a body which is flesh. Praise God. They're made of a body and they're made of a life. But in human beings, praise God, there is a spirit which is the life. There is the body which is the, the flesh. And there is the soul. The soul is where the conscience is. The soul is in the mind. Praise God. Have you ever wondered why they probably have not been able to transport a mind from one mind to another? They do hearts and every other organs, but they do not do the minds. Because the mind is where the soul is. That's where your soul is. That's where your thinking is. That's where your thought patterns is. That's who you are. That's the way you think. That's, the way you, that's who you are. Animals do not have a soul in their mind. They've got a spirit, which is life, and they've got a body, but they don't have a soul because God created Adam and Eve with a soul. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, of your whole spirit and soul and body, be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. You see, hey man, what's the amazing thing is, God tells a fish, I want you to go pick up Jonah. I want you to spit him out on the dry land. He tells another fish, I want you to pick up a coin at the bottom of the sea. I want you to go up and let a fisherman catch you and give him the coin to pay your taxes. He tells you and me, I want you to do this. And we say, no. We have the ability, because we have a soul, to disobey, disobey God. God puts us on our own situation. Because you see, every animal that lives and dies is neither going to heaven or hell. Praise God. But every human being is responsible for their own actions. Praise God. So God says, since you are responsible for your own actions, I will give you your own control. So when God tells us to do something, we have the ability to reason and say yes or say no. You know, there's something that I've been working on lately that's just blowing my mind. Do you realize that we all are not made equal? We are not all made equal. There are some that struggle with things more than struggle with others. It's like having two types of computers. One being a very nice elite computer and another being an old junkie computer and requiring them to do the same. 
in every part of our lives, everybody's equal in the fact that everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. Okay. But on the other hand, we cannot be judged because we do not have the same weaknesses and the same strengths. Praise the Lord. I was raised with a mother that loved God and lived for God. And her emphasis was on living for the Lord. I had friends whose mothers were not. Now, a lot of that has to do with the basis of what I desired, true. But the thing was not the same. But each one of us has a soul in which we can decide to live for the Lord or not live for the Lord. I have lived long enough, preached on long enough, and known enough to know that there are some kids that grew up in bad homes and they're good kids. And there are some kids that grew up in great homes and they're bad kids. So it does not all, it's not all. It affects, but it doesn't. But when you go to judge, you cannot judge everybody the same. Praise God. And so you got to just leave judgment up to the Lord. Amen. You see, our soul gives us a God conscious to allow us to hear from God. So let us look what happened in the garden. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, whoa. Now the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. He, he, Josephus tells us that he was the most cunning and smartest animal of all times. He was very slick, very cunning, and he must have been able to talk because it didn't surprise Eve when he talked. Verse 2, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may not eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. Now she misquoted that. And when she did that, Satan knew that she did not know the scriptures because Satan's not all knowing, but he watches and he learns and he follows. Praise God. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall surely die. Now, it got, for, uh, for God doth know in the day that ye eat thereof that your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, we're made in the image of God, but we're not a god. So Satan, praise the Lord, wanted to make her think that she could become more like God. And he always leaves out what he doesn't want you to hear. He's like the media today. Praise God. He only leaves out what he wants you to hear. He will tell you what he wants you to do. I told someone the other day, I said, they don't paint the picture the way it is. They paint the picture the way they want you to see it to be. And that's the way Satan does. Praise God. They don't paint the picture the way it is. They paint the picture the way they want you to see it to be. Praise God. And he, he said unto her, he said, you should know good. But he never told her that she would ha never have the power to do it. He said, you'll know evil. But he never told her. He left out the fact that without the power to resist it. So you'll know good, but you won't be able to do it. You'll know evil, but you won't be able to stay away from it. He never told her that. He let her believe that. Praise God. When they fell, of course, they knew shame. 
They knew depression. They knew sickness. They knew all those things. Genesis 3 and 7 says, but the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. There was shame there. They had conscience. Animals do not have conscience. My dog, when he does something that he shouldn't do, and I scorn him, he doesn't like it, but I promise you, he doesn't have a conscience. Amen. <laughs> we was at, I think it was a Christmas deal. We had the family in, and he got up on the table, and I shocked him. I didn't realize he was on seven, but I'm telling you, the rest of the Christmas time, that dog was the best dog you ever saw. He knew not to do that again. Praise the Lord. Because he knows, but he does not have a conscience. He just knows that he's got fear. He doesn't sit around saying, oh, I should never do that. Lord, help me change. He just says, I'm not going to get up there again, man. I hurt. It's nothing like when one of my grandkids get a hold of that little button. We don't realize they got it. Until the dog's going through the house going, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God. But he doesn't. He does not have the conscience. Praise the Lord. He just knows that he's going to get shocked or smacked or whatever. Praise the Lord. But these people felt bad. They felt so bad they hid. Amen. And they heard the voice of the Lord, and they should have went towards him, but they didn't. They hid. They, they, they got away from him. You see, we can't go to God. God has to come to us. Amen. Praise the Lord. When God was walking down through the cool of the day, he was calling out to them, and they were hiding from him. <coughs> Praise the Lord. They were naked. And you know, you go all through the book, and, and, and you'll find that God never really calls anyone out or shames them. We should not call people out and shame them. He never calls them out and shames them. God always lets them shame themselves, come to their own senses. He doesn't, he knew where they were. He walked through the garden. He called unto them. He didn't call unto them because he didn't know where they were. He called unto them because he was wanting them to find out where they were. He was wanting them to realize where they were. And so, you know, Peter, when Peter denied Christ, and Christ was standing there being judged, and they said to Jesus, they said, you know, they were asking him questions. He could have pointed over to Peter. And said, there's one of my disciples, ask him. I would have wanted to do that. But you see, Jesus said, he didn't do that. He let him feel his own shame. You know, God, you know, God, we, God, we can't, you know, God doesn't bring shame upon us. It is our own shame. I am a big believer that on judgment day, God is not going to be calling out your sins. I believe that your mind has got a recording in it and it'll know. I believe salvation is when you know you're going to be saved based upon the scriptures. 
Oh, okay, I got a little proof of that. What about when Jesus told the parable of the rich man and Lazarus? He looked at the man in hell and said, you know. You know, without a doubt, what you must do. I believe that people that go to hell are going to be sitting there remembering every message that was ever preached to them. Remembered every time that God reached out to them. Remember every time that God dealt with them. Praise God. And he called in the garden, Eve, Adam, they were right there. And he let them realize where they were. Now, they couldn't go to God. God had to go to them. And the Lord called unto Adam and said, where art thou? In other words, where are you at? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. He doesn't say, you were naked because you ate of the tree of the fruit of the garden. He said unto them, who told thee that he, you were naked? He continued to let him bring it out. God will not force himself into your personal house and force out what you got. He'll lay it on your heart. You know, the Lord told me last week to do something. And it's a little bit of a major thing. And I said, okay, Lord. I said, if you really want me to do that, then you let me see this and this and this. And the Lord said, really? I got to do that? I said, no, Lord, you don't have to do that. I'm, I'll do what you tell me to do. Praise God. You know, let, let, me, let me see this, Lord, and I, I'll do... You know, God's not going to force you to bring things out. Amen. He didn't force Adam. He said, oh, you, you're naked? Who told you you're naked? You know, you, you've got, you got a reasoning. Your reasoning was pure. Obviously, your reason is unpure now. You did something you shouldn't have done. Now you feel convicted. Praise the Lord. And he said, who told you that you're naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Or if I commanded you not to eat? And then Adam did something which really bothers me. Adam said, the woman that you gave me. Why are we always blaming God for our problems? You know, I often laugh. If I ever do a men's night or something, I'm going to tell them, no wonder women can be critical of their husbands. Husbands wouldn't stand up with Adam. Or with God. Adam never stood up. No, don't clap. Some of you wanting to clap right now. Don't clap. Some of you ladies start to clap. But the thing of it is, God, he, Adam should have stood up and said, okay, God, you know, we need to stand up and say, okay, Lord, it's my fault. Praise God. I'm sorry. I take responsibility. I'll take responsibility for my actions. And stand up before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'll take responsibility. I would rather somebody take responsibility and not ask for forgiveness than to not take responsibility and ask for forgiveness. Praise the Lord. How can you ask for forgiveness of something you're not responsible for? Praise the Lord. But Adam asked forgiveness. We are made in the image of God. We are made in the likeness of God. Of all the things God's ever created in this earth, a human being is in his likeness. 
You know, you can go out and kill an animal and eat it and be fine. You go out and kill a person, and God's going to require that blood of your hands. Because that person has a soul. People in this world do not understand that. We've got more people that are against killing animals than killing children. Praise God. I had muskrats in my pond. And they were tearing my pond up and I needed to kill them. And I couldn't find a store that would sell me a back trap. Because they were afraid of people coming after them. Praise the Lord. We, we are made in his image. God's made us in his image and in our likeness. And he's given us a conscience. Now you can shear that conscience. I could go into that. You can shear that conscience to where your conscience isn't there anymore. There are people that will kill and not even think any more of it as if they smashed a bug. Because they've killed their conscience. Praise God. They've destroyed, their, they've frozen over their conscience. Amen. But they still have that conscience. Let's all stand. Praise God. The Lord is good. All the time. I'm excited about service tonight. Let's come ready for prayer at 6. Ready for service at 6.30. And let's have a good time. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit. Touch, Lord, and go with us. Let us depart from this place, that, but not from your presence. Bring us back at your appointed time. And God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen?